So I'm appending this extra episode to address a couple of points that may have been raised uh, during the seventh episode, uh, why God is not a God. Now, I couldn't include these because the episode is already longer than I would like it to be and it would kind of break the flow. And for the same reason, I'm moving one section that was originally in that episode, the seventh episode, uh, to here. So the first question might be uh, that if ancient Israelites weren't properly monotheists, that is, if they didn't quite believe that there was only one true God, uh, would that mean that they were, and maybe everyone was, uh, originally polytheists, uh, believed in many gods? Well, first, we can't tell, because belief in God or gods predate any written records. So we can't tell very clearly what the oldest belief in God for humanity was like. Second, polytheism is actually also very complex. Uh, you have to divide the world and domains and assign them to proper gods and goddesses, uh, compose stories about each of them, which will attribute particular kind of person and character to them. And then you would also need to figure out how these gods and goddesses relate to each other and then order them in a hierarchy. A simpler idea of God would be a more undefined idea of deity. Uh, and remember, you would believe, as do people who believe in God today, that this deity is present in your life and you're interacting with that deity at all times. And logically speaking, you could go straight from this simple idea of the deity to the idea of God with a capital G that monotheists today have. Now, whether we actually did that, that's hard to say because again, religion predate any and all written records. Which, by the way, is also the reason why we have so much trouble in the recent research uh, in religion and anthropology. Uh, I mean the study that's trying to figure out whether the idea of the big gods, big deities, and complex religious belief systems caused complex society to evolve, or whether complex societies brought about those belief systems. Uh, what came first is the question, and the problem is, by the time that society has any written record for us to categorize their religious beliefs and gods, those societies are already complex. And most societies that have writing have beliefs in those big gods already, so we can't tell. Anyway, uh, the other point is that many ancient cultures had a belief in the first creator deity. Uh, the people around ancient Israel did, um, especially with the creator deity El being quite similar to the Jewish god, except for being male deity that marries the female deity and fathering the children deities. But clearly, such creator deity is somewhat different from other deities. And the Jews and the Christians carry that insight to its furthest logical conclusion. A second point that may be raised uh, during my episode uh, would be that it may have given an impression that the Israelites and later the Christians kind of just thought their way into the idea of God with a capital G, a God who is not a God. Um, and that's not quite right. Um, obviously, thinking and reasoning and even learning and dialoguing with other peoples were definitely part of the process. But what drove that process were the experiences and historical events that these people went through. And what they believe, and what we Christians obviously still hold, uh, is that these events were brought on by God. Well, strictly speaking, uh, in the Christian worldview, thinking and reasoning that arrive at the truth is also something that God brings about uh, from within a person. So uh, anyway, to some, 
the process in which the Jews and the Christians transformed their idea of God would be understood by those same Jews and the Christians that uh, as God himself teaching them through many different and appropriate ways. Uh, and the third point that may have been raised, uh, and this is the one uh, where I'm moving uh, a section from the seventh episode to here, uh, and it's this. Why did the Greeks and the Roman religions worship many gods? Uh, basically, why were they polytheists when, at least according to how I told it, uh, their philosophers seem to present the idea of the divine ground, uh, the principle of reality, and so on, that is closer to the idea of God with a capital G held by the Jews and the Christians. And my response would be, well, first, neither their religious beliefs nor their philosophical position, I'm talking about the Greeks and the Romans, but I mean, even in general, uh, none of them can be summed up very simply. Um, there would have been many different ways a Greek philosopher would have mapped their religious beliefs, uh, their polytheist beliefs even, with their philosophical idea, even while not at all seeing how Christian or Jewish beliefs resonated with their own. And in fact, it took the early Christians a long time to dialogue and work with Greek philosophy, and they debated, and we do so even today, uh, whether and how far these philosophical ideas can be integrated into the Christian worldview. Also, I would point out further that both religion and philosophical reasoning that frames and rationally organize religious beliefs are always evolving, religious evolving, and philosophy is evolving, uh, for the lack of better words. Uh, and we don't know how Greek and Roman religion would have changed if, if it continued to the present day. And the following is a personal speculation, so take of it what you will. In Hinduism, similar philosophical ideas about the divine ground also developed alongside the older stories and beliefs about the Hindu pantheon of gods, the devas and the asuras. Note that Hinduism is comprised of very, very complex set of religious traditions, so I'm simplifying things here. Anyway, the Hindu text called the divine ground Brahman, and eventually, the Hindu philosophers began to debate whether this Brahman is impersonal or personal. And those who thought that Brahman is encountered as personal thought that this personal Brahman was Ishvara, which means Lord, and the Lord was to be worshipped as a supreme deity. And a few of the gods of older Hindu stories and traditions are identified as Ishvara, the most notable being Vishnu or Shiva, with all the other gods being created by the supreme deity or considered as lesser manifestations of Brahman. I bring this up because I suspect that Greek and Roman religion was being pushed in a similar direction by Greek philosophy when Christianity arrived. But what happened was that Christians identified this direction of thinking with their idea of God first, and eventually the heirs of Greek philosophy became the Christians, or more accurately, those who believed in the transformed idea of God, which were the Jews, Christians, and later the Muslims. I think that about covered the more immediate side questions that I can think of. Again, please join me for the next episode, Why Sin Matters. Yeah, I haven't quite decided on the final title yet. Uh, but the Christian idea of sin really is very interesting. And it's really tragic that most people today have negative association with the idea, with uh, judgmental and moralizing religious people. And that really misses out a lot. Uh, but that's for the next episode. So, I hope you will join me then. I will be waiting, well, 
you know.